Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. This is Jamie Rosenberg, Assistant Editor for the American Journal of Managed Care. Community health centers offer a safety net to millions of low-income patients in the United States, many of which have complex health and social needs. However, these community health centers typically deliver primary care and often face challenges when trying to refer their patients to specialty care services. In this month's Medicaid-themed issue of AJMC, a study looked into the subject and assessed the level of difficulty that these patients have when trying to access these specialty care services. During this podcast, we speak with the lead researcher of the study, Dr. Justin Timby, who is a senior health policy researcher at Rand Corporation. Hi, Justin. Thank you so much for joining me today. Sure. Happy to be here. So to start off, can you summarize the aims of your study and what you guys found? Sure. So this work was part of a larger study uh, in which we were examining care integration in the safety net, um, including how community health centers uh, are working with specialty practices to um, optimize the delivery of care. Um, and and health centers are nonprofit community focused primary care providers uh, that are based in medically underserved areas, and they provide services to um, all of their patients regardless of their ability to pay. Um, and so we recognize that a major factor determining whether and and how health centers and specialists were coordinating care was whether or not health centers could refer their patients to specialists in the first place uh, and ensure that their patients could get appointments. So we fielded a survey to the medical directors of health centers uh, in nine Medicaid expansion states, which included D.C., uh, and that happened in the summer of 2017. And we we targeted medical directors because um, they are the ones that know all about these these uh, challenges accessing specialty care. Right. And the the survey had uh, three main aims to determine the specific specialties for which access problems were the most acute, uh, to document the most common access barriers. We actually asked about 12 specific barriers uh, and gave them the option to the respondents the option to to write some in. We also um, sought to identify the strategies that health centers are using to expand access to specialty care for the patients. And so we really wanted to take a snapshot of both the access barriers, um, but also the strategies that health centers might be using to improve access. And we found that uh, nearly 60% of health centers reported difficulty obtaining new patient specialty visits for their Medicaid patients, but there was not uniformity across specialties. And so for Medicaid patients, uh, it was most often the case that orthopedists uh, was the specialty uh, for which uh, uh, health centers reported the greatest access challenges. Um, but there were also problems getting care from gastroenterologists, neurologists, psychiatrists, uh, and dermatologists. And some of the, uh, the barriers uh, to specialty care that the health center respondents reported uh, included uh, low payment rates by Medicaid for specialty care, uh, few specialists uh, in Medicaid managed care organization networks that were accepting new patients, uh, and there were really a whole host of other barriers that health centers rated as 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 common as prevalent. 
And, but at the same time, we found that health centers were doing quite a bit to, uh, to enhance access to specialists. And so they reported uh, entering into referral agreements, uh, developing appointment reminder systems, participating in data exchange, uh, and other um, community-focused kinds of initiatives. And so, you know, what these results told us was that uh, the Affordable Care Act really was first and foremost an expansion of insurance, uh, which has been incredibly helpful in expanding access to um, some forms of, of care, particularly primary care, um, and has had a measurable impact on the health status of Medicaid patients. But, you know, um, health insurance doesn't imply access to care. And, um, you know, it's a, a situation where you know, it's necessary but not sufficient. Um, and so there are these other um, levers, um, you know, payment, um, uh, policy, regulation, access standards uh, that policymakers may need to uh, to tweak uh, to improve access to specialty care uh, for Medicaid patients in the future. So you mentioned some of these barriers that these patients faced. Why do you think it's important to really understand these barriers that you mentioned to specialty care that these patients are facing? Well, um, so access to specialty care when it's clinically appropriate um, can, you know, substantially improve patients' health and and really in the long run can help to control costs. But there's also, you know, first and foremost, an equity argument. And so many, many health centers, you know, are treating uh, low-income patients with significant comorbidities. And, you know, it becomes a societal problem if a large swath of the U.S. population can't access uh, the uh, specialty care that they need. And so, you know, to, to guard against this, um, um, entrenchment of a, a two-tier kind of system, you know, we really need to better understand the factors that are associated with, with poor access uh, and, and develop policies that um, can address them head on. Right. And what role do reimbursement rates and managed care networks play? How do these factors affect specialty care access? Well, we, so we found that uh, health center respondents felt overwhelmingly uh, that reimbursement was uh, the primary factor in contributing to poor access. Wow. Uh, and, and, and so, um, and I think this is, you know, isn't, isn't news to anybody, uh, but, but the issue is, is the payment rates for um, specialty services for Medicare nationally are um, are only about 72% of, of those for Medicare. And so for every dollar that Medicare pays out to specialists, um, uh, there's only 72 cents uh, that gets paid out to specialists uh, for their Medicaid patients. And so, um, um, and then of course, you know, Medicare rates are even lower than commercial rates. And so, you know, it really is a dollar and cents issue um, and then on the managed care network piece, um, in the in the states in our sample, um, managed care was the prominent delivery model, uh, and MCOs do use networks as a way to control their costs. Uh, and and if Medicaid MCOs use narrow networks to have even greater control over spending, um, and if the networks are narrow, then then Medicaid patients might not live in close proximity to a specialist. And, you know, for, for patients with limited means, uh, you know, say a cardiologist on the other side of town uh, might be 
you know, relatively close distance-wise, but if a, if a patient has to you know, take two buses and do a lot of walking, and that patient also has physical limitations, then you know, access does become a problem. And in fact, the, the respondents that, or the health centers that we talked to uh, said that, uh, about 60% of them said that uh, travel distance and time was, was a barrier for their patients. Um, and and the, there were uh, new regulations that came out uh, in 2016 uh, for Medicaid MCOs um, that uh, governed um, access standards, but it's not really clear how uh, that will all play out uh, and whether you know those those um, those uh, regulations will have teeth and whether they will be um, you know robust in terms of their standards, whether they will include just you know time and distance standards, but also uh, things like wait times and how long it takes uh, uh, for a patient to get a visit with a specialist. Right. And why do you think some specialties, for example, substance abuse treatment and dentists were easier to access than others were? Was this surprising to you? Um, yeah, so substance use and dent- dentistry, not, I don't think was a surprise to us. So, um, you know, we didn't really probe um, sort of the, the um, unique uh, access challenges with, with individual specialties. But but for substance use, I mean, states are really making a concerted effort now to expand access to substance use treatment um, in response to the to the opioid epidemic. Um, um, and then, you know, in terms of, of, of dentists, um, you know, in the health center community, you know, many health centers have historically provided dental care on site. Um, you know, they've really recognized how important dental care is to a patient's, you know, whole health and, and, and well-being. Um, and then, you know, in fact, many states that had dropped their dental benefits from Medicaid, um, you know, have been restoring them after the ACA. And so, again, there's there's better Medicaid funding for dental services, uh, better reimbursement for for dental services, and that certainly helps with access. And then, you know, the, we did, you know, why were orthopedists the hardest uh, specialists to to gain access to? I mean, that's that's a good question, and and um, you know the the willingness uh, to accept lower payment rates may differ may differ by by specialty, um, and uh, so that might be a factor. And uh, you know, of course, uh, specialty practices are not necessarily uniformly distributed within a, a city uh, or, right. or a larger region, and so there might be a long distance a patient has to go, you know, to uh, to receive care from certain types of specialists. Right, and. So what are some of the most effective ways that community health centers can help their patients access specialty care and kind of break through some of these barriers that they face? Yeah, so um, it's an interesting question. We, we didn't really assess the effectiveness of individual strategies, um, you know, di- sort of directly with this work. But, I, but I, I think that, you know, our findings suggest that there are several strategies that health centers are pursuing, and presumably it's because they see value in in using them. And so the most common strategy was to try to provide at least some type of specialty care on site. And, you know, that's challenging with health centers because there are specific rules that govern uh, the kinds of services that, that health centers in particular are authorized to provide. But, other, but um, many health centers uh, made uh, specialist appointments on behalf of their patients. Uh, I believe that was uh, about 60% or so. 
And most of them also uh, um, developed reminder systems so that their patients are reminded of when they had a specialist visit. And this is, this is really important, and there is some evidence uh, that this, this is helpful um, uh, in terms of um, getting access to specialists because you know, all of these efforts help to streamline the interactions with specialty practices um, and you know, really help to reduce the rate of no-shows uh, to specialist visits, which, which has been a problem in the past. Um, I think one of the more interesting findings is that um, many health centers are trying to establish referral agreements. Um, nearly two-thirds in our sample had some sort of agreement in place uh, which you know really governed the referral process. You know which patients the uh, specialist would accept, what kinds of information uh, would be needed by the specialist at the time of the visit, and, you know things like that. And I think that's evidence that health centers are trying to really make their referral pathways you know more structured. Uh, you know make sure all of the information is available to the specialist at the time of the visit. And so now, reflecting on your findings, what do you think are some other study questions that might be valuable to analyze? Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, one of the limitations of our study was that it, it was just a point in time kind of a assessment of this issue, uh, certainly tracking changes in access over time, uh, you know, in a really rigorous way would be extremely valuable. Um, but, you know, it's really hard to measure access well and, and really expensive. Uh, so. So metrics like you know whether a, a specialist is accepting patients is not really useful if a patient has to you know wait two months for a visit, um, and so patient experience surveys, patient surveys, you know tend to get at this uh, question of how to, uh, of 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 access and uh, access challenges, but they're expensive to to administer. So sort of so, so certainly tracking um, access over time, uh, you know following up this work, uh, you know I think would be really important. You know, one of the areas that we're um, heading heading to um, is to you know tr really try to better understand how specialty care uh, is changing under new payment models, particularly um, you know uh, uh, advanced alternative payment models like uh, capital care organizations. And so, you know, we're really interested in how specialty care um, you know changes across any payer, but particularly in the Medicaid context. Um, and Medicaid ACOs in particular are really, you know, taking off across the country. Um, and so we're, we have a, a number of questions about how the delivery system uh, changes, um, you know, in response to, to you know, participating in these payment models and whether um, uh, uh, providers, especially practices, health systems that are, um, you know, at risk for uh, cost and quality, whether they're able to um, better optimize the use of specialists, you know, to control control spending and, and maximize um, maximize health. And then the final piece I think that's that's interesting too is uh, that we'd like to do is to dig more uh, deeply into the use of uh, telemedicine and e-consults, uh, which are um, sort of emerging strategies to expand access to specialty care. Uh, but there, you know, there really isn't a lot of good data on the prevalence uh, of use of these strategies um, or you know, the kinds of um, uh, medical conditions for which they're being used and how effective they are. So um, I think those are some of the, the most important questions. Great, and so I think that's all the questions I had for you. Is there anything else you think is important to mention or bring up?
from the study that we didn't talk about? Um, yeah, just a general comment that that you know these access challenges challenges have been you know a problem for 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 decades, particularly in the Medicaid context. Um, and so um, you know I, I just believe that this this is an area that needs a continued focus, um, especially as some of these new regulations, new new attention um, has been focused on this issue in the post ACA um, ACA period, and and we'll just have to see. Uh, whether those new rules um, are going to change the change this issue at all. Um, I mean, another thing that 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 we need to be on the lookout for is um, changes in um, you know the share of uh, of funding uh, that the states are on the hook for for the Medicaid expansion population. And over time, you know, states are going to be um, contributing. Uh, having to contribute, um, you know, a greater share of funding for the expansion population, and so that probably means that there's not going to be a lot of additional um, fund, funds available to expand, uh, to, to increase uh, payment rates to specialists. Uh, so the next couple of years, I think, will be uh, interesting to continue to look at this issue, um, and hopefully, we'll see that um, uh, 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 access to to care is. Um, either remaining constant, uh, but hopefully improving over time. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and talking about your study. Well, thanks so much for inviting me. To read the study, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. You can get in touch with us by emailing info at AJMC.com or by following us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. And finally, if you like the podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Thanks for tuning in.